0: hot up in this bitch so hot up in this bitch i'm about to take my clothes off you're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast it's only because a nigga bless hello and welcome back to black on reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of charmed before we are breaking off our hiatus once again gotta love the cw shows they love just Taking breaks. This is episode 13 of season 3 Chaos Theory, written by Aziza Abba Boutain and Sydney Kwashi, directed by Ken Fink once again. And I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10. Thought it was a well constructed story arc. I like the whole idea of a trial, despite the fact that CW really has a thing for them. Like, they take their themes across shows, man. It's consistent. Like, I think when I made the comparison to it's like your favorite soaps, like Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless, if you happen to go down that route in your life, you know, maybe some of y'all are too young (laughs) to have jumped into that particular rabbit hole. But if you even had a one-year or 6 months or 3 months addiction to that, you would know that it does quite follow the CW um, format in a lot of ways by utilizing some of the same aspects across different shows. Uh, but I, I like that they had a good, um, a good review of Abigail Crane's character. But also, I think it ties into, more importantly, the bigger, I think, um, thesis statement for this particular season, which is, which they've been introducing since the beginning, in my opinion, and exploration into the idea of the um, upheavals, if you will, uh, in Black culture, not only male, but female, with our witches in Jordan. But also on the flip side of that, what it's like to be someone who has made mistakes and did bad things and what might that journey be if they decided that they wanted to rise above what was before. I've been enjoying some of the rather subtle bits of commentary that goes on in the background with these storylines that, of course, at face value are about three witches and one demon Orvalor, who is their friend, well, not friend, but, you know, their enemy, but someone who also has done things to help them out despite herself. And I think that it is a very hotly debated in the fandom from what (laughs) i did read from some past posts that were informing me of much i think i've already stated ad nauseum at this point that i do not really engage much in the fandom mainly because i just watch a lot of tv and after a while i just realized that i'm gonna take what i'm gonna take and that's kind of what this podcast is about and not so much of addressing everyone's because everyone's got a side, everyone's got an opinion everyone's got a reason for the opinions that's a whole lot of voices I'm just one voice uh, in the whole sea of them and I think I, I state what I need to when I record uh, and I pretty much don't need to have or want to have much more of a conversation otherwise until that next recording so that is my explanation there Of why I don't particularly engage uh, deeply in fandoms but I think they've been doing a, a relatively great job of juxtaposing those differing viewpoints and then having it come to a head in a way that also explained a lot of things and really put out the facts in plain circumstance And then really having our characters have to work through what they know and what they don't know or what is revealed, I should say. And, you know, I had some issues, but not a whole lot on how everyone organically reacted. Some little overreacting, but that's just my two cents on it all. And we will discuss why as we jump into the recap. Macy is awoken by Harry looking all types of delicious. I was like, I've been missing Rupert Evans and his just all black with that coat on. Started getting shortness of breath. Kind of started to sweat a little bit and I realized I was having an attack. Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 Yeah, you got that yummy. That man, no, he too damn fine. He need to stop it. Just stop it. He's off to see my favorite auntie, Auntie Celeste. If I sound congested, it is because I am. So, Claritin Clear doesn't do shit. Maggie calls to update them on the missing people in their life with the tomb of chaos. Symbols being left on the floor of Abigail's house. The sisters think they could talk to the perfect guy regarding this misunderstanding with Mel channeling Macy from two weeks ago with her outfit, but falling all types of short. Sophie. She did got that pregnancy glow. But because I'm pregnant, I'm not wearing the same damn outfits as I would before. That, to me, I'm not doing. Y'all better put find something with some stretchy-ass pants or Male just gonna be going through a phase. I don't know what you want me to do, but I'm not doing that. The perfect eye sends Abby as a threat, despite the fact that, or what did they call her? Chaotic. At the moment, she wasn't doing anything threatening. And for all intents and purposes, is keeping her end of the demon bargain by keeping them away from witches, since there've been no flashing lights showing that they have some very flawed logic. The perfect eye. Also, Jordan was found guilty by association, which pisses Maggie off, seeing as he's a good man. He was just trying to help a demon. Get rid of her demon powers so that she wouldn't continue to harm not only herself but other people. Yeah, the, the logic was really... I mean... <laughs> if you wanted to take a time to put her in the tomb of chaos, it would have been when her demon form showed up at the house. That would be a correlating event. That she waited a whole fucking two weeks later when she was doing something about it... <laughs> to be like you know what she's a bad person she's got her flaws there's there's no no doubt that abby abigail crane has done terrible horrible some may say unforgivable things but we'll talk more about it they show a mirror of events that have no context at all of what was going down uh as to what chaos She was creating, but with some keys to speak to the entombed and a mirror to see all of Abigail's life up until this point. The group are charged with proving she doesn't belong in hell, which two-thirds already are of the mindset that she does. This is clearly an exercise of emotional intelligence. Macy is the first one to point out not only is she indefensible abigail but she belongs there i have several minds about this because i don't believe someone is irredeemable or indefensible we're all given a defense in this country it's one of the things that make it worthy so to say that someone is indefensible is to take away one of those rights that we keep trying to make sure we ourselves feel uh there is no need for a redemption or a redemption arc which this is not I know some people may feel that this is a redemption arc but for me redemption arcs are you do a you do B you're about to be do C then you got to go here then you gotta go up and then you got to go down and it's all to make the person feel uh, as if or actually most redemption arcs if we're being honest comes with the person not even being acknowledged that they did something really wrong um, so, I think there is an exhaustion of the fact that you need redemption arcs. Because some people are just bad. But those people also make very little effort to amend their behavior. <laughs> you think bad people go around saying, you know what? I'm really bad. I'm going to keep doing that. Maybe some. But most truly evil people don't. Know, they don't. You know, we, we went through four years of the shit. We know by now. They're not going to come out and be like, eh... I may have made some mistakes. No. Truly evil, irredeemable people don't find anything of which they need to be redeemed for. I'm looking at my, uh, William <laughs> from Westworld, and the million, and if you're even one of those people, I think you need to just sit down right now. You just sit down. If you was waiting for William's redemption, I need you to have all of the seats. <laughs> Oh, do you can you cannot vent it to me, but you gotta live with yourself, okay? And everyone didn't care that he raped a woman for the Well, most of the women that <laughs> were like, um, I don't think that he deserves. But I feel as if a lot of women were like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see why he shouldn't have a redemption arc. Never mind, he's done nothing <laughs> to be sorry for anything other than I've been through some shit. In my own mind. Let's what why, why don't even get on this subject. If you don't watch Westworld, I'm just talking gibberish to you. So what I mean to say is two-thirds of this group was not trying to hear it, but they do want to save Jordan, who is caught up in this. I love Macy to death, but I'm gonna say it. Girl, you was acting butthurt and missing the facts, which is often associated with emotional versus analytical responses. Mel pointed straight up facts to you, and you were just like, I don't give a shit! (laughs) Which is fine. Fine. But (laughs) if you plan to help Jordan, take your your emotions out of it, girl. Self-motivated in some capacity, yes, her actions were... But she also helped you out, not to mention your reasoning for seeking her out is equally self-motivated, sometimes from your own mistakes. Facts don't care about your feelings. But I also wanted to point out that another thing about moving forward is you need support. If no one is willing to stoop down and offer you a hand, then you condemn them to their fate and what does that make you? These are the things I personally think about. When I assess people, because I used to be a very unforgiving person in my life when I was younger, I had a line. I still do have a little bit of a line, Um, but I I had this, um, what what's this, this very, you know, you got to do it yourself type of personality where I did not allow myself to even empathize with someone. Because my thought process is, it's, well, I went through terrible things. That doesn't give me an excuse to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But what I found is, is that everyone is not the fucking same. <laughs> everyone handles trauma, stress, these things that we sometimes isolate ourselves within Dealing with even knowing other people deal with them based on our own responses. The J in IFJ for judging was the wrong type of... (laughs) Was a little excessive on the judging side. And I wasn't able to judge in a way that isn't judgment. Judgment. Uh, these types of things are going to make sense to me. (laughs) If it sticks to you too, great. Uh, But I'm making some weird type of analogies right now. And I'm aware of it. I just find out there in the world that if you are a, in this time and age, because we've had a very, I mean, I, I think it's very clear to everyone, it's been a tumultuous racial year. If not years. And it's felt more prominently to some than it is to others. I can't imagine being in some states in this country as a black person right now. So you're going to have a different reaction to even things that are fictional. Especially to things that are fictional, right? Because that gives you some either autonomy or um, you can kind of digest those feelings because it's in a fake reality regarding fake people but the simple fact is because abigail is caucasian and our protagonists are black uh the line between fiction and reality can get a little blurry sometimes i think that i've been uh guilty of that in the past, I try really hard not to. I mean, I think i am definitely, especially when I'm reviewing TV shows, I'm usually the one that everybody's like, why are you always playing devil's advocate? And it seems as if I'm apologizing for a character like Abigail or Caitlin's another big one in The Flash, since we're talking about CW, um, that it feels as if I'm, I'm being an apologist instead of No, I'm just being, I only can comment on what I observe and I can only feel, I can only give the opinion of what I myself can see through the filter of if these people were real people. Does that make sense? So, it's another, uh, actually a really great example if you're a Flash fan. I will move on, I swear. But there was um, a lot of commentary regarding Grant Gustin. This is a, a, a huge thing about real life and, <laughs> and and reality. Where a lot of people felt some things that were going behind the scenes that it was his job to address. And whatever the spectrum was regarding what you felt, uh, he came out and he had made a really heartfelt you know, a of maybe something he was not fully aware of. And not even for the most worst. I mean, I know some people feel ignoring is not that, like, I, I need you to confront, but ignoring is something too. And rather it's passive to you doesn't mean it's not impactful. Um, particularly, particularly in this day and age with mental health. Um, and, and how things can get very toxic very quickly and a big thing that I always say is you're not going to change a racist mind <laughs> you're not going to you know just bring him over to the light if someone wants to be ignorant all you can do is say I'm not so if you choose to continue to be a pest Either I disassociate you from my life, but it's not. I don't. I don't know. I always go with the back and forth of, of you know. I I don't know. I just don't think it's. <laughs> I don't know if it was his job to fight someone else's battles if they don't even ask you to fight said battles for them. But whatever the case may be, is he came out with this statement, and, and instead of reception and uh like, man, that was a really big. I mean, they're there became this other very deep-seated just hatred like how dare you and this is someone who's doing something for the betterment of whatever the reason may be doesn't matter he's not harming anything (laughs) but because people have gotten so lost with his fictional character and how he treats his um, fictional wife. It, it became a way in which we're really harming more than we ever think of. I mean, humans on a scale of chaos theory, we should all hate ourselves because we are the worst. It's just a fact of nature. I'm not talking about you and yourself right now, I'm talking about the species. The species in itself does not have a great story for it. And I'm talking about every avenue of said species. Every history book, every written has something someone has done (laughs) to someone else of either differing or same culture, belief, etc., etc. So if we cannot allow change, then what are we doing here? Okay, I'm off my soapbox back into the episode. <laughs> you can follow, fast forward through all that. Maggie is focused more on the fact that this is about Jordan and takes a potion to see him in the tomb while Mel seeks out Abby. Jordan has been spending his time working out as he reunites with Abby, who he thinks is his ex-girlfriend from high school. And I'm like, dude, did you really only have that girlfriend? Because we saw you with another girlfriend and clearly you didn't like her all that much. Because you ain't mentioned her name once you went all the way back to high school as the last girl you really had it for (laughs) but he has clearly forgotten who he is or at least the current events mel finds abby baking stones living her best martha stewart life as she has accepted she belongs here telling mel she thought she'd be happy with her simply styled but lovely hair uh getting out of her simply styled but lovely hair she is content she is finally at peace though is a bit troubled that jordan now shares her fate i'm sorry but i never know what male's facial expressions are doing and i'm not clear if the actress knows either because she's like oh you said something nice to me should i like it should i say thank you no i'm in love though it's not really earned sorry hashtag not sorry um (laughs) i was talking about that i love you offline with another friend of mine I was like, that was the driest shit I ever seen ever. <laughs> and I, I'm so, I, I wanna I keep saying I'm sorry, but I'm not. I wanna be more invested in it than I am. But there's nothing to show me that you guys ever left anywhere near love. And also, your chemistry only gets worse the more time you are on screen. Maggie is trying to get Jordan to remember who he is, as my man's is on the struggle of reality as we get a flashback to how they met which snaps him back to reality as he recalls that she is Maggie, the love of his life. The more you escape this place, apparently the worse things get for you as he comes to the conclusion his association with witches continues to cause PTSD. Mel updates Macy who is continuing to act irrationally hostile in my humble opinion. Harry put his lips on her All she did was be receptive, miss. (laughs) Part of me is like, get over it. But I also get that people do hold grudges. Um, That is very energy consuming to me as a person. I am not the kind to hold grudges. I'm the kind to just get even. (laughs) so that's maybe why i'm like why you being so petty you had your you 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 handled your fucking business you could have made yourself feel a whole lot better by taking action uh and i also just don't like someone having someone being able to to change and alter my mood so drastically gives them power over me that i don't want them to have and i'm like look how she is reacting now you went bristol hostile You should be thinking about Jordan right now who has sacrificed everything for you and y'all multiple times and how you're going to get over your dislike of Abby to make sure you get this man out of prison. See, to me, that's where I always tap on that word of emotional intelligence because that's what you do. Don't be what your enemy is. Be what you yourself uh, uh, aspire to be. Uh, she plans to have words next with Abby, since she's not defending herself. Jordan is like, even in the magical world, a black man ends up in jail for something he didn't do. It's the hard knock life for us. It's the hard knock life for us. When she said, we need your legal expertise, I was like, Google, bitch. <laughs> Why you gonna come bother this man? He needs some chocolate. Can you bring him a blanket? Something to, 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 you know, unsweat his head. Anything other than we need your legal expertise. No, you don't. go. I know you watch Law & Order. I know you have watched something with a legal case on it. Abby has no character witnesses as she screwed over everyone. Y'all know she had no friends, though. Uh, Parker... <laughs> when they brought up parker i wanted to howl laughing because y'all forget all the stuff parker did all no grudges against parker maybe some of y'all do i don't know <laughs> um but yeah i wanted the sisters to be like remember all that shit he did <laughs> why we didn't want him to get married to maggie in the first place Uh, Due to his nature versus nature or nature versus nurture aspect ratio, surprisingly and contradictorily, uh, which is why I didn't like it. Macy's just calmly sitting on the couch. pointing out to Abby, look at all the times that you help when you didn't need to, and it didn't benefit you at all. Even though I just said five minutes, you do everything to benefit yourself. Including the reason she went after witches in the first place because the dark lighter named jimmy set them up against each other and killed her lovers didn't stop my thirst for dark harry though he was equally actually i would say he was all the way irredeemable considering his actions including murder and kidnapping wasn't contrite at all refused to accept even his fate to the end which caused him to die by the hands of his own white lighter self <laughs> she shows Macy what would piss her off the most which is how she got that kiss from Harry she points out that that ship sailed and I was like yes yeah, so why are you being better <laughs> I'm tapping this you guys believe I'm tap not only am I tapping it girl I would have said I was just like oh you want to see photos let me show you this photo how's that feel yeah check and mate check and mate Abby admits she's in the cell. Y'all say she deserves. Why y'all here? Um, I'm like, girl, you know they're here to save Jordan. <laughs> um, that's another rather disappointing part of this episode is that they are the charmed ones. So I guess maybe that's where I too feel that their duty here was above their personal spites or or beefs or whatever the point of it is a witch in this case was in trouble because she wasn't doing anything wrong at the time of her imprisonment (laughs) i mean basically saying let me go ahead and hate on you for the shit you did 14 months ago You have decided not to do those things anymore. And now, instead of just becoming your demon self, you've decided that you're just becoming mortal, giving up all your powers, right, right, show you, right? Which was not brought up this entire episode, which is catastrophic. (laughs) You're the charm one, so I expect you to be compiling all this DNA and it being the thing that makes you different than any other witch, right? I feel like there's a pedestal you're on a little bit. And you you allowed some of the, the petty in when this really was not the circumstance to be, be... For it to be about what was the past, even though the past was involved clearly in the trial her past actions how we got to the trial itself those circumstances weren't in any way a, a something that they would themselves feel as the charm ones if she were anyone else they would turn against francesca resurfaces to trap her back in the room where she must stay until she does as she's told which is not listen to macy Um. hmm, where's my notes here now there's some that may feel sob stories are no justification for bad behavior i think this is a very underlining statement and i think for the most part i i truly believe that as well sob story does not I, i have people who use sob stories for everything oh, you know, I'm falling asleep in class because, you know, this baby's just on my belly. (laughs) Ma'am, there's not something anyone else that's been pregnant in here has made as an excuse of why you're falling asleep in class. Take some responsibility for your own actions. To some extent, like I was saying, it's correct. However, if you grew up emotionally unstable or abused... I'm going to call this abuse. Uh, I think that changes the trajectory just a bit. As someone who grew up psychologically and physically abused and upon rising above such conditions, I can now say as a 37-year-old mature woman, what happens to us in childhood regarding especially our self-worth is clinically proven to determine your decision-making and self-esteem as an adult let me repeat that it is clinically proven to determine your decision-making and self-esteem as an adult i.e if you're told you're bad all your life what do you think happens when you grow up now, I'm sure some are going to point to the data that says, but this person didn't. That's not the point. That's not. That's just comparing apples and potatoes. Ingrained behaviors, especially introduced at an early childhood, is a stain. So think about it as if something you plaster over and plaster over. Try taking that shit off with a scraper. It's not easy. And it sure as shit don't come off right away. Um, these things they, they can become or manifest in a lot of ways into the people that we are as an adult um, all of our and I'm not just talking about physical or abuse in any way I'm talking about all behaviors I mean do you think that people or everyone who ended up in a cult chose to be in a cult <laughs> they just chose to be there right Some religions are cults. White privilege is a taught behavior. It's conditioning. Uh, Mimi would know a lot about this. I wish she had sent some feedback in because this is her specialty right here. Um, What I mean to say by all of this is, um, while yes, Abby's childhood does not excuse her Her behavior, all of her behaviors as an adult, it informs those behaviors as an adult. And if they come from like, I think that that's also a huge thing we're still dealing with is that mental health or that our brains and how they're wired. Everyone thinks that there's just this easy fix to it. And it's just not that simple. It really isn't and i thought another sister and i'm not talking about mel would have a lot more to say about this considering what we saw them go through all last season which made me come up with the term demon racism (laughs) we'll get more onto that in a second um i'll put in my notes does this mean everything that does bad things Or had the bad things happen to them, should be given carte blanche? No. But understanding can help unlock that humane nature. Consider it for yourself, self-enlightenment. Seriously though, if we don't stop being so cut off from comprehension, I believe we disservice ourselves and maybe someone else who really could use your understanding or opinion towards their own enlightenment, but it needs to be a conversation, not a lecture, which I'm sure some's like, well, you're on your soapbox right now. True, there's no one else here. <laughs> Abby's sister, Waverly, didn't even bother to come outside and tell her sister to fuck off, which, I mean, that's another person who has been lied her whole entire life about her sister and I have a feeling they've mentioned her so much that she's gonna end up showing up in next season to be the re-do of Abigail. I wish I didn't know she was leaving the show. And I'm really sad that she's leaving the show. I'm even sadder now. Because I think they have really good material. For her story art. That would have been nice to see unfold. Um, like legit. What did she do. <laughs> to her except nothing. <laughs> except oh my god. I was six years old. And didn't know how to control my powers. <laughs> like her mom and tell her everything up in her ear and then i thought in this moment why can't as sisters the charmed ones be a little bit like damn abandoned by your family what would that feel like if i were in her shoes they do decide to be her character witnesses even though they really don't want to well mel's she's trying to make it but she feels like she can't and that's why i'm like Mel, stand in your own. You ain't gotta uh, have your friends approved for your sister. So you don't like my friend over here, or I wanna offer her an olive branch. That's fine, but like I, I'm not gonna sit here and also look shamed about it too. <laughs> the perfect I bring Abby forth while they begin the trial. Lady Justitia, Is that what's her name? Just Justitia. And her scales. The prosecution goes forth showing her worse actions on film reel, and she is immediately found guilty. Amen to that shit. It's the defense turn as they point out that she saved Maggie's life when Parker tried to kill her. Abby escorted Mel to the realm to help get the source to save the magical world. She counterpoints with self sabotage. And they have the idea to get her to open up about her real emotions they need to request a recess. Maggie comes to tell her that she won, we're giving up, and she offers her something to drink. I love the camera angle when she slipped that truth serum into her wine. And then they tell her there is one thing you could do, you're gonna be called to the stand. (laughs) First things first me how you feel about this she tells them she admits she's desperately seeking a crumb of validation maggie brags about the fact that she slipped her the truth serum you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth and then i scribbled another note this would have been better played if the sisters had actually committed that they believed abigail was better in spite of what she has done to begin with And if they cared about showcasing that with this trial, proving the world isn't black and white, but complicated in many ways, um, in ways many of us, what I kind of wrote in my notes, uh, barely understand. We're still a young species, heavily influenced by societal rules, a simulation in this thing called religion. But alas, Abby admits that she saved Harry, that despite the things did to him, he's a good person, and she can't imagine a world without him. And also, he's the closest Brett in her vicinity, whom you know she shares afternoon tea with, and you cannot tell me otherwise. The Perfecta I definitely shared a look at watching Macy strip her demon powers. Now, let this is the whole thing where I was like, man, I bet you if the Charm Ones was half demon, the Perfecta would have thrown Macy up in that tomb of chaos without hesitation. And that is. Why it's the worst mistake the show has ever made. (laughs) As it spit into the face of what the perfectized logic is. And would have presented a really great arc. Maybe when Abby dies and her demon powers will be released back to her. Because she was just holding them, And they definitely kind of put that premonition out there later on. They really are making sure she services (laughs) back those powers. And we'll get to my feelings about this reveal (laughs) later on. Because I have some choice words to say for my favorite sister. She admits she helped restore the power of three's power because she cared more about the magical world being unprotected against those even the demon overlord couldn't safeguard against. She also admits Abigail that she always protected Mel because if there was ever a chance that she may care as deeply for her as she does... For her. (laughs) She needs to be the person Mel thinks that she can be. So this is where you get the demon reveal. I would say this trial was far more compelling than the shit they did with Frost. So here's my Macy rant. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say it like a sister that loves you and loves you dearly you full of shit (laughs) you know you full of shit how you gonna confirm talk about you got my power you got something that belongs to me you gave it away you literally said take this from me you didn't ask to put it in a bottle in a relic you didn't want shit to do with it you hated that part of yourself and everyone around you reinforced it from your boo to your sister She tells her after she has turned her apartment into a bakery that she is irredeemable, Abigail anyway, and Mel knows later on it's the reason why she's not fighting. That this whole confrontation, I just thought, was so silly because I'm not sure why she didn't think that she would still have her power somewhere or that it would possibly even be utilized because, like I said, you did nothing. To even consider what happened next. You're like it's gone? Fuck yeah I'm doing the power of three witch thing. And I don't have to be bogged down. You ain't even brought up. Missing your demon power. Feeling anything about your demon power. So I call bullshit. All your feelings. (laughs) About her possession. What belongs to you. But you didn't want it. When she said it was like picking something up from the trash bin. I was like facts. Because that's what you did. Jordan is the last witness needed to be called, but my man's is a little broken right now. Mom is called by the perfect eye to testify against her daughter's past predilections with charmed ones not knowing that her mama was even still alive, nor did they feel looking in this mirror that they should go back anything past the last two weeks. <laughs> The confrontation of her childhood comes to light as her mother straight up rejected her for being a half-breed, which I'm not sure why Macy couldn't comprehend earlier, because her commotions could not be contained. Did that not happen to you at a bar? Isn't that not why you went home crying to daddy? You didn't know how to contain your powers? You couldn't go see your mama? You couldn't be around your sisters? All the things you suffered because of your demon half-breed self? But you couldn't understand at all. You couldn't be just a little bit... Like I wanted people to step up in understanding and not just sit there with the looks on their face as if to say, well, these are all points, but I don't want to acknowledge them. It comes off not as classy as I want my ladies to be. They call their last witness to prove how someone, like they didn't even have them speak on behalf of Abigail. They're just like, this is fucked up. What happened to him? He wasn't doing nothing. It's just a man who helps people out. And that. You know, chaos is all around them. And he ended up getting involved in chaos because of uh, us. And you ain't condemning us. And they're like, well, you're the charm ones. Exactly. Y'all asses are the little privilege. Because y'all be fucking up. And, you know, we all know you fuck up. But we love you because you're the charm ones. We have the context, as uh, was pointed out, to base people off of. Because by decree, then everyone is chaos. And people make mistakes. Including them, and it's hard to judge when we all can stand in a little judgment, depending on the outcome of the situation. I.e., I almost vanquished Abby because of a lie, because I was prejudiced in a moment. That's your fault for being prejudiced. But also the prejudice one that popped it all off. She got to go do what she wanted without no consequences. But because she's a witch, we didn't give a shit. This is the This is what the trial for me was doing. Was confronting those hypocrisies in our own nature. The perfecti are done playing friendly and plan to do what they want. So the girls use the power of three. However, I think the villains have finally revealed themselves. Which seemed rather blatantly obvious when y'all wasn't getting what you wanted. Also, you met your match. Because they didn't seem to be hurt. They just seemed to have said fine. I'm going to let you have this one. And I'm finally. Glad someone is confirmed. With our Oracle Celeste. As if that wasn't. It shouldn't have been an option. When these bitches showed up. The Perfect Eye are gone. But to where and how long. Now they're deciding to be concerned about. Mel. Or er, Abigail and Jordan. Have been released from the Tomb of Chaos. Mel asks how Abby is doing and what she will do. She plans to try and make it right with Mel encouraging her. She knows how to do that. Mel apologizes for the abuse she suffered. And that's important. I think it is like one person who <laughs> would be like, you know, despite whatever, you didn't deserve that. You were just a child. And tells her she shouldn't have called her irredeemable because, and I love what she said, it wasn't her call to make. That is so factual. <laughs> it's not for you to tell someone how to make their life right. It's not. It's not like this bar you need to cross, or this this thing, or not for you to say, you know, you can never. That that serves no purpose to no one. If you're not there to help, get out of someone's way. Sometimes that's the thing that you should be doing lest you stand in said judgment. Um, And that she deserves to atone. And then I put in parentheses being pulled into the muck right next to the one you deem filthy. Isn't classy. She thanked Mel and Macy for helping her, but Macy is not receptive saying I did it for Jordan. Which, once again, felt petty for no reason, because while she has her demon power, Macy ain't never cared. Though, I like to tease, she will get it back to her. Um, not to mention that shit wasn't on Abby that was on Macy, and Harry, and Mel especially, <laughs> for making that even the thing she felt she had to do. I remember how I felt in that story arc, and those feelings have not changed just because everyone seems to have calmed the fuck down. Once again, there is more connective tissue with the reveal than not, uh, and it does no favors for Macy Bean, in my opinion, a little immature. I mean, you didn't grow up with your sisters because of it. I think I've already went over this, actually. Didn't see your mom, but okay. Max learns from Jordan that he needs to break from constantly being caught up in the magical shit with no ability to defend himself. That Jordan has an intimate relationship with death, highlight reel, looks very painful. Look how they with my boy. Especially with how wonderfully it was shot. It was like he went through all of the shits and has been going through it since he met them. And I'm not sure why the sisters didn't give him a group hug. He's human, right? Uh, Macy's supposed to be his friend. And Mal couldn't offer him... A, well, I know. They had to film the scenes all over. They, they do this with television. So I'm going to blame time <laughs> and the scenes. But it would have been nice if he wasn't just leaving out of town and Mags was the only person. Because he's really been there for all of the sisters. Uh, the directing of Ken Fink is a very much appreciated just as mags was about to confess her feelings to jordan which she doesn't because she don't know the number one rule if he's going and you don't and you don't know if he's gonna come back he don't know if he's gonna come back give him something to make sure he comes back these two I really felt bad, but at the same time, I was mostly frustrated. The perfect eye come back and take the tablet that Macy was just looking at and have decided to destroy the charm ones like they did before. I told you, what did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Cause I told you, Mm mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. And this is why you ask questions man, this is why you ask questions. When someone shows up and it feels too good to be true, it most likely is. Y'all went on vacation instead of trying to figure out who are these fly dressed motherfuckers. I think I've said all I need to say in this podcast. We do got some feedback. Let's jump into it. Trevor is back. He says, good evening, Christina. I hope you are doing well. Sorry if my feedback is confusing and not logical. I'm writing this email in the middle of the night as I also finish a report that is due on Monday for work. My job can only have me from nine to five. After that, it's a wrap. (laughs) Don't call. Don't text. Don't write. Don't send a gram. Not answering." Overall, I enjoyed this episode and thought it was a significant improvement from the previous week. My only complaint is that Charmed is on hiatus until June 11th. That is very unfortunate. And I'm glad you told me. But I actually finally knew, for once, that there was a hiatus. Because <laughs> usually I don't. People just have to tell me. Like, to look at the calendar and be like, Um, so that's not on this week. Good to know. Good to know. We'll shift some stuff. Let me start by saying I do not condone Abigail's past actions and decisions. Yes, she has killed innocent people slash witches, stolen Macy's powers, and manipulated everyone around her, but what I appreciate about this episode is showing us how she became that person, and that was through her mother. As adults, we are responsible for our actions. However, sometimes the experiences, positive or negative, that we endure as children can have critical and sometimes dire impacts on our adult lives. By the end of this episode, I agree with Mel's point that she is worthy of redemption, and I'm happy she acknowledges at least wanting to give back Macy's demon powers. I hate her mother and feel like she is super manipulating and probably brainwashing her sister. Also, the lady hooked up with a demon and is probably mad the monster left her for another woman. So she's taking that out on an innocent child that did not ask to be born in this family and life. Also, in my last letter, I mentioned Mel's wedding. I believe and will stick by this theory that Mel and Abby will get married. In this episode, I feel the writers are pushing Ruby out the door. If Abby can redeem herself in the next couple of seasons, I can support Mel and Abby becoming a couple. I'm going to pause there. Because I thought that the actress was done like she's leaving the show. Am I incorrect in this assumption? I only get my... I did not even go out there in the universe and see um, and fact check. (laughs) I just took uh, information as it flows in my way. I will be happy if Abby stays on the show. Um, I also agree with all of your points. She has killed innocent people. Even if she was doing it because she thought that the witches had came for her first. But, you know, you can't just do tit. <laughs> we always say it's cool to do a tit for tat or eye for an eye. But when the other eye drops and, and you're not on the vindicated side, <laughs> it becomes more easily recognized of why it's wrong. So, yes. I am of the exact same idea. I'm not excusing her past behavior. But what I really thought was plain in this episode is that she herself is not excusing her past behavior. I always say the first step is admitting, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an abuser, I'm at X, Y, and Z. That is the first step to any type of growth after that. If you can't even acknowledge that you're wrong, then you can't fix your mistakes. Um, so yeah, I think you're you're right. Like I don't need it to happen overnight. I don't think it should happen all overnight, but I don't think that it's something unwarranted. Now on to my thoughts on Maggie. She is usually my least favorite sister, Macy being my favorite, but she got promoted to my second favorite sister, sorry, Mel. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that i appreciate how much she has grown as a young woman witch sister and friend but similar to last week's feedback i wish she would fight for what she wants and get her man i don't know if macy forgot to tell her what their mother said but i found myself yelling at my tv when she did not tell jordan she loved him and that she wanted him to stay and be with her we all know that she and jordan are a great team together but the girl needs to get it together I wish Maggie was more like her older sisters and fought for what she wants. Mel and Macy cannot be with the people they love, but they are honest with their feelings and try to make it work. I completely agree with that. Uh, I, I just I didn't understand why she would not at that moment be like, you know what? I understand you need a break, but when you come back, I'm gonna be right here. She need to take some lessons from Iris West Allen. is what she need to do. Mary's like, I don't know if I can do this right now. I've been through a lot. I need to go do what you need to do. I'll be right here waiting for you. Because you, what? Waited for me. And I don't know why she has not evolved. But I agree with you on she has leaped over Mel. And I love Mel. I do. But it's because of Mel's art. Um, That hasn't been as provocative and I don't mean sloppy I don't mean love fest nope I meant provocative as I don't see her growth as much as I evidently see the others for Macy so glad she learned that her demon powers were stolen and hopefully she will one day get them back see I was not under the impression she didn't know that they was not maybe that was just me that's just all on me (laughs) that I was the one that was like yeah of course she took her powers maybe that was one of the things that was shown to the audience and never to the character and I may have just forgotten about it I still don't think she has a right to be all up in her feelings about it (laughs) you should have taken if you care that much you should have taken better care of those if I know something can be stolen even if I don't want it like um I have a painting or something in my house that I'm like, I really don't want this, but I don't want anyone else to have it. I'm going to lock it up somewhere. I'm not just going to toss it out on the street and be like, well, you stole my powers. I can't let you see it in someone else's house. You stole that from me. No, no, I did not. (laughs) You tossed it away. I picked it up and took it. (laughs) That you didn't think that that was an option is kind of on you. This. there are several moments in this episode i felt macy wanted to beat the crap out of abby for <laughs> one learning she stole her powers two showing the video of her and harry kissing and acting stupid i want to see macy beat abby's ass and put some sense into her <laughs> you know what if it was season two i would have totally been on board with the beat down i needed to not feel as if it is over something. I, I need a little bit more. To warrant the beatdown. down. Like season two. Abby was asking for hands to be caught around her throat. Like asking for it. I needed her to put physical contact. During that season. right now. You've, you've moved on. She's moved on. Y'all kind of came to this slight whatever. This new bit of information. While sure. Can raise a few hackles. Um. <laughs> you need to self-reflect as well i loved Mel's outfit oh damn <laughs> and i feel like her feelings are stronger for abby i did too i really do i think that they, because they have something they're going through together ruby didn't even want and this is where i'm like back on the ruby part that as if i'm not supposed to remember that ruby said deuces you want magic and then kind of showed back up and hung around Never had a conversation about how y'all broke up because of magic and then now all of a sudden you're in love? That's not a lot of threat that you're putting me through. <laughs> you're, you're not going through anything with me and clearly you don't want anything to do with the magical world and that's my whole entire life. I'm glad Harry was busy in this episode. I love him, but we did not need him this week. This is very true. Finally, my thoughts on the perfect guy. Everyone knew this was going to happen, and they were going to turn on the Charm Ones. I love the surprise that the Perfect Eye had killed other Charm Ones in the past. Ain't that the truth? That's what I got. Like, ooh. not sure if you saw the trailer for next episode. Nope. Ah, uh, you about to spoil something? But we see the Perfect Eye doing something to Mel. And then the sisters having to put her in a magical coma to save her. (laughs) Also, Celeste will be in the next episode. So I hope she can help the sisters get rid of the perfect guy. Celeste should have been the first phone call y'all made. And I will never forgive you for it. (laughs) Nor are you writers, it's technically you. Uh, Thank you for reading my email and stay well. Thank you for writing in, Trevor. And uh, do not be a stranger. That is all the feedback we have this week. If you want to join in the next episode, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black Girl magic.